0: Welcome to Purpose 360. I'm Carol Cohn, and today may be one of the best podcasts because my heart is so into it with PNC and Sally McCrady. Sally is Executive Vice President and Director of Community Affairs and CSR for PNC Financial Services, as well as she's President and Chair of the PNC Foundation. Welcome, Sally.
1: Thanks, Kara. I'm really excited to do this today, too.
0: In all transparency, I've been working with PNC since 2004. Together, we have seen this program be birthed and grow. It's extraordinary work. And so we're going to celebrate it today. And so let me, for our listeners, just give you a little bit about Grow Up Great. PNC Grow Up Great is celebrating its 15th year. To date, the $500 million initiative has impacted 5.5 million children via $165 million in grants in almost a million employee volunteer hours. So that's very exciting. And P&C has really dove in to early childhood before any other company in a major, major way. Um, The company has been helping lead this issue since it launched in 2004. And so today we're going to explore the insights and I also would like to say the courage and wisdom that PNC had to focus on an emerging issue, how you stayed focused on it, which is so much about its power and impact, how deeply it's been embedded into your culture, as well, you know, so many companies go, oh, the same issue, we got to change every year or two. Uh-uh, not PNC. Um, you've kept this fresh with new innovations, with evolution with your partners and new partners. Sally, uh, we're here to talk about Grow Up Great, but I would like our listeners to know about PNC. So can you share your breadth, your depth, you know, how long you, you've been in the markets, et cetera.
1: Sure. So if you're not familiar with PNC, uh, we are one of the nation's largest diversified financial services firm. We are headquartered in Pittsburgh and we serve uh, 40 markets. We have a number of national businesses like mortgage, corporate and institutional banking, uh, real estate, healthcare, and then we also have a branch banking uh, system, and we are, um, again, one of the largest uh, regional uh, branch banks uh, across the country. And um, at our heart, we are a Main Street bank uh, with national capabilities.
0: And how many employees do you have now? Because you've been going through, again, rolling acquisitions over the Uh, years. We
1: have about 52,000 employees across the country.
0: So with that great introduction, I'd first like to ask Sally, tell us about your current role at PNC. And, you know, how you've, the company is great in terms of keeping its people and giving them new challenges. And so how you've evolved through the company and including your initial involvement with Grow Up Great, then we'll dive a lot deeper into it.
1: Okay, sure. So for starters, I've been at PNC for 22 years, which is almost impossible to believe. I really never ever saw myself working for a bank, but was coming out of graduate school. I have a master's in city planning. So it interested in community development. But uh, unfortunately, that didn't pan out. But what was available was a job in our marketing research group doing research in support of our community development line of business. And that was terrific for me because um, I think one of the things that I was missing was a strong analytical background. And a couple years in market research will really change that for someone. (laughs) So
0: there there you go. Yeah.
1: So it was really important for me. Um, While working uh, in marketing research, I got to know a lot of the community development group, but I also got to know a lot of the compliance group. Uh, Banks Mm. are heavily regulated and uh, there's a couple of different areas of compliance that are very integrated into our community development banking First and foremost, uh, the Community Reinvestment Act program, um, which all banks are subject to. So after a couple of years, I actually went to compliance and was working on our Community Reinvestment Act program um, and looking at uh, all the ways that PNC was meeting and exceeding our obligations under the Community Reinvestment Act. So I did that for a little while. I worked on our fair lending program uh, for a while, which is another very important uh, regulation that banks are subject to. And I just got really lucky because the woman at the time that was the head of PNC's Audit Risk Management and Compliance, Eva Bloom, was. Um, made the decision to go over and work on PNC's philanthropy full-time. And they made the decision that because the programs I was working on, CRA and fair lending, docked in so much to our community objectives, that those two areas, those programs should be also stay under EVA. So I got to move over to community affairs, still doing um, compliance and working on CRA and fair lending. So fast forward to September of 2003, and we announced Grow Up Great as a 10-year, $100 million program that would be launching in April of 2004. So I was also about seven months pregnant at that time. Uh, <laughs> yep. Went out on maternity leave with my first son, came back to PNC in February, and Eva mentioned that she was looking for a program manager to run Grow Up Great. I knew very little, only that it was all about early childhood education. Um, maybe could have been a risky career move because who knew how it was going to turn out? It was the first time we would tried something like this to focus our philanthropy in that way. But given that I had a four-month-old at home, I thought, well, who wouldn't take the opportunity to try to have this job? <laughs> to work with people from Sesame Workshop and Fred Rogers every day. I thought, well, that would be really cool. I could take that learning and also apply it to my home life. So I got super lucky, was able to uh, interview and got that job and uh, worked on Grow Up Great for the first 12 years until Eva retired and then was able to move into her role as uh, president and chair of the foundation, as well as... Um, the head of community affairs. And then about a year ago, we added CSR to our group. So that's been terrifically exciting for me, too. I've learned so much.
0: PNC is so wise because they wanted to focus on something that what, that their employees wanted to focus on. there, And they queried their employees and they said, we want to focus on children and education. And um, then together we did research and saw this emergent issue, early childhood. But there were I don't think there were any companies supporting at the time, maybe some foundations, but it was totally emergent. And an emergent issue means you've got to be patient, you've got to take a long-term view, and you know, sometimes you're going to have uh trial and error. Um because it's it's a new road. So, what was it like in the early years?
1: It was as you said, it was uh it was difficult in the early years because it was such an emergent issue. But uh, Carol, your wonderful guidance as we were putting the program together, you really helped push us to think that we should be choosing an emergent issue, one that had the wind at its back, but that would give us the opportunity to really be a leader. And that has played out and been so true year after year. I do think um, one of the key Reasons Grow Up Great was successful is that we did ask our employees. Our employees are such a huge part of this program; would never be successful without their input and buy-in. And so, for them to say we're so interested in children and education—that's where we want PNC to focus—really um, helped us on this journey. And from there, we did a ton of research, as you know, and you helped us with because. We were really looking for that issue that was trending, that didn't have uh, another corporate voice, that wasn't crowded, where we could really stand out. And the more we learned about early childhood education and the amazing impact it has on a child's lifetime trajectory, the more we became convinced that was the place to focus. But it was very challenging when we uh, launched the program We worked so closely with our corporate communications group, and they had a really hard time talking about the program to the media because the media wasn't educated on the issue. So you had to start from scratch and really explain what it meant to be school ready, why it was so important, what was the economic research that showed that this was an amazing investment and absolutely made sense for a bank to be committed to. So that took a long time. Um, but, you know, fast forward 15 years later and everybody understands the value of early childhood education. We'd like to believe we played a small part of that in that.
0: Oh, well, it's more than a small part. And and I just have to give a shout out to you that you were just recognized for a huge award um, from American Banker because of the work with Grow Up Great. So um, I know the program has won a tremendous amount of awards. And I think that the one that I was just so proud of was when you won the CECP large company award, which is really hard. They don't have those awards now, but in, the, in those days, it was like 2006, I believe, that was a really, really big one. I remember when we did this, the employee survey And you asked about the issue. And we also asked about, you know, what are challenges or opportunities? And I remember employees said, we have such a big heart. We're constantly doing initiatives. And the question came up of, could you focus on something that was longer than 12 or 24 months? And I think that that you're such a smart organization because you listened to that. And when we recommended a five-year, fifty-million-dollar initiative, and um, Jim Roar, your CEO at the time, and you know his entire senior team was part of architecting this. And I remember when we were working on policy development, and and we did an analysis of you know what is standard practice, and it's usually eight hours, one day a year of time off, maybe sixteen, but beyond that there are very few companies doing a lot more and we suggested to you 40 hours of paid time off to focus on this issue and so do you remember when we were discussing that sally and how that didn't seem was that difficult to get it passed i do remember that and i i do remember thinking
1: 40 hours is a lot of of time imagine you could take your whole um You can take a whole week and volunteer for Grow Up Great if that's what you want to do. But that was one of the first things we did was change our paid time off policy so that all employees get 40 hours of paid time off to volunteer for Grow Up Great every year. And its I've never gotten 40 hours. It's hard to get 40 hours, Um, but we do have people that do it and love it. And, you know, a week doesn't go by where someone doesn't say, you know, grow up great makes me so proud to be a PNC employee. I think it's the best thing we do at PNC for our communities. And so I think, you know, making that stretch to say we're going to make this incredibly relevant and available to employees has paid off, uh, not only for the kids that and our communities, but certainly for PNC in the long term.
0: Yeah, very much. It's paid off. Can you talk a little bit for our listeners about what is the impact of early childhood education and um, especially for um, underserved uh, families and markets? Sure, so
1: the I think one of the things that was really important to us choosing early childhood education was that when we were looking at the issue, there was just starting to be this amazing economic research that was coming out that was talking about things like um, looking at the Perry Preschool Study, which was a longitudinal study of very low-income children in Michigan who had the opportunity to, to attend high-quality early childhood education. And those children have been followed. Uh, they're actually now in their 50s. But some of the things that were found as part of that research, the fact that they're for every $1 invested in that program Society saves up to $16 in the long run. You know, we think of us as a bank known for making wise investments. Uh, You know, we'd make that investment all day, every day. If we were new, we were getting that type of return on our money. Um, But there are, you know, societal things like higher graduation rates, higher college completion rates, you know, um, more likely to delay having children, less uh, less grade repetition, so many things that, as a society, uh, we're striving for. That you can see as a result of people, children having access to high-quality early education. The other thing that was really important was a Nobel-winning, Nobel Prize-winning uh, Nobel Prize economist out of the University of Chicago, James Heckman, starting to write about the importance of early childhood education as a workforce development tool. And I think what's so interesting about Jim Heckman's work is he had spent his whole career as a, an economist looking at the impacts of workforce retraining programs. And his research just led him to go uh, younger and younger and younger in the education system until he found early childhood education and found, in fact, that was the best investment we could be making for long-term workforce development. So those things really helped us understand and connect us, PNC as a financial institution, to this issue of early childhood education and um We've really found as a non-traditional advocate for the issue, people stop and listen to us a little bit differently because they're not expecting us to say that.
0: You recognized early on that you are not experts in early childhood education. And so one of the things that we did together was to create an advisory board. So, can you talk about why that's important and how you feel about um, its influence on the direction of Grow Up Great over the years?
1: Yeah, there's no question that the advisory council again has been another key to the success of the program. As you said, we try to never ever forget that we are bankers; we are not early childhood experts. So, if this program was to be successful, to be credible. Uh, We needed really strong partners and there's no question um, the advisory council is a huge piece of that. So we started working with them early, early on before we announced the program to help us understand the issue, how a bank could be helpful in this issue and have you'll never turn back. We still meet with them, as you rightly said. A number of our advisors from the very beginning are still on our advisory council. And we've added um, more along the way as PNC has grown. Our advisory council has to evolve as well as the program. But I think there's a huge impact on having people that have been with us all the way along the way because they've seen the program evolve. They've felt, you know, as you've had growing pains over time, they've helped us through those. But they've helped us understand, again, as, as you keep the program evolved and new and fresh, what are trending issues in early childhood education, um, where we should interact, what issues to get involved on in, and maybe more importantly, what issues to stay away from because they're difficult and probably not something that we can um, impact in our role. And I think the other thing, you know, one of the most important lessons they taught us from the beginning is that the grants component of this program is super important. Um, you can't underestimate the value of the dollars to help programs increase quality, but our corporate voice in their minds, was probably the most uh, important component of the program as a corporation, again, have a power to use our voice to open doors that they couldn't as traditional advocates for the issue. And we've taken that very seriously over the years. And as you know, the awareness component um, is one of the core uh, components of the entire program.
0: So that was like a key part of architecting a built-to-last impactful initiative. So let's talk about the other elements, because you focus on, as you said, awareness. You focus on grants, volunteerism and advocacy. And um, so can you talk about like why that worked and um, how it keeps you authentic? And it also is a North Star to keep you, you know, in a fairly focused future direction.
1: Absolutely. So it goes back to the beginning. You really encouraged us to think more broadly. Um, One of uh, Jim Rohr, our CEO at the time's direction to us was to think holistically about how we could use every resource the bank has to support this issue. So certainly we had a foundation in the grants part was easy, you know, of course we're going to do that. But then again, back to the employee volunteers, how can our employees get engaged and really um, support the issue? How can we work with corporate communications and our marketing group to think about how broadly we can get the message of early education and its importance out there? But also how can we provide terrific resources for parents and caregivers through our partners to help prepare their children for the first day of school. How can we use our distribution network? At that time, our branches, not even thinking digitally because it didn't necessarily exist in that way. How could we use all of those resource resources to distribute uh, high quality resources to parents, caregivers, and teachers? And then advocacy, again, um, you know, $500 million is a huge amount. It's a huge amount for PNC. But when you think about the need across this country uh, to invest in high-quality early education, it's really just a drop in, in the bucket. So how could we help uh, inspire others, governments, other corporations, other foundations to get involved in the issue and support our children in this way?
0: You were very pure about the children. Let's advance the children. You instinctively knew to promote the issue and to lead with the issue. You're one of the few companies I've ever worked with who didn't say, what's our media relations plan? You know, you knew that if you did this with a pure of heart intention, as well as it's going to help the economy, it's going to help these children that um, the, and you earned something called the accolades from others where you had impact, that then you would begin down the road to be associated with the issue. But that was brilliant. That is not the norm. I think today, 15 years later, that you've got more CEOs that recognize you've got to lead with an issue. It's expected. But, um, you know, what's your advice to um, listeners about how you don't lead with the company, you lead with the issue? So
1: that's actually a hard one for me to answer because that's just who PNC is. Um, we would always think about what's the right thing to do. And in this case, you know, it, on our business side, the first question is, what's the right thing to do for our customer? So on the philanthropic side, you know, we're trying to impact children, early childhood education, um, you know, on a larger scale, this will impact our communities. So, of course, we're going to lead with the children. That's just who we are at PNC. That's just what we do. Um, if, if anything, we've had to think about, okay, that's what we do, but can we use our voice and amplify that to, to connect us, make sure we're as connected as we want to be to the issue.
0: How many years was it before you actually got some displays in your, in your retail branches?
1: One of the first things we had in all of our branches and educated all of our retail employees about was the happy healthy ready for school kit uh, that Sesame Workshop developed for us and so those have those sesame resources have been in our branches um from from day one, and you know it's been thinking about. It's been interesting working with our retail network and and understanding all of the training that happens on the retail side and how we could integrate both the resources that are available for free to anyone who walks in the branch, but also integrate um, the messaging about early childhood that they can then share with customers, again, any community member that walks in the branch.
0: So so thanks for bringing up Sesame, because let's turn now to we talked about the advisory board as the basic kind of the blood and the, the, in, the depth of information. But you also wanted engagement partners as well who, that had, you know, authentic content as well as grassroots abilities. So can you talk about um, National Head Start Association, Sesame and Fred Rogers, Fred Rogers Company, um, who were your initial partners?
1: Yeah, it's a it's funny to think how we got there because, you know, we started when we were starting Growth Greed and putting it together and building it. We did a focus group and, um, you know, basically said, so what would you think if a bank took on this issue? And it couldn't have fallen, fallen flatter. People looking, why would we (laughs) want to get early childhood information from a bank? So, you know, at that moment, (laughs) we all knew that this, again, would never work Hmm. without credible, strong partners um, and who could be more the gold standard in early childhood education than the three you just mentioned, Sesame Workshop, Fred Rogers Productions, and the National Head Start Association. They have um, been with us since the inception. It's amazing to me, you know, we've certainly added some, a couple of other large national partners over time, but, um, those partnerships over 15 years have gotten so deep and so strong. Um, you know, we're deep relationships with everybody, all of the organizations, but they helped us and did exactly what we would hope, which was to give the program instant credibility, something that people said, wow, this is a real resource that, Is so helpful to me, and we're grateful that PNC has provided
0: it. Yeah, and you use the word resource um, really well because each one of those partners brought something different to the table. And um, I know that you know National Head Start Association—that was obvious. We want to work with them, of course. Going to the government and saying we want to work with them—not so obvious. I can remember walking the halls with you in Washington, Um, but they have been great. Um, Sesame—I know that you went. Well I know Sesame but I'm curious why should we partner with Sesame? And it has been gosh the the kind of work you've done with them has just been extraordinary. Um again not leading anything about the bank but really about content. So can you talk a little bit about um going beyond the obvious partners? And what is the best way to approach it? To create roles and responsibilities, um, to measure, and and to just evolve. So I
1: think when you, I can remember you suggesting to us Sesame Workshop, and that seeing seeming like it was, you know, kind of an out of this universe thing, because at that time we were a much different organization. PNC was. Uh, We were in 12 markets. We were less than half the size we were today. And, you know, thinking about working with Sesame Street would be, it's like thinking about who is the nationally known, you know, at that time, 35-year-old organization that, you know, is beloved across the country. So I think we thought, well, that's probably not something we'll be able to do. And I think Sesame, uh, when we first approached them, probably thought the same thing. Or who are these? Why? Why does a bank want to work with (laughs) Elmo? And um, but over time, uh, they came to understand how committed we are to the issue. And uh, we've just come to understand more and more. How sophisticated an organization Sesame Workshop is, how high quality the resources are, having the opportunity to work with them and understand their process for how they put together the materials. You certainly understand why they are who they are for the last 50 years now. So they've really, you know, we we started you know, with these kits that we had in our branches, great ways to help parents understand that it's um, the whole child and how to prepare their whole child for school. It's not just the ABCs and one, two, threes, but it's social and emotional development. And I do remember one of, I think our early misses was we had the kits um, only available in English. Um, And, we quickly remedied that, and and uh, it's now a bilingual program. All of the resources are bilingual, um, and Sesame really helped us understand things like, well, you don't just translate this kit into. Uh, Spanish and have it be relevant uh, for for families. You really have to transcreate it and make it culturally relevant as well as developmentally appropriate. You know, lessons like that, things that um, they've helped us understand the value of things like that has really. You can't um, again underestimate the importance of of partners helping you understand those things that as bankers, you know, we weren't studying. Um, you know, how to make sure that the our early education materials were culturally relevant and they've really helped us understand that.
0: And and I have to give you a a lot of kudos that, you know, everyone one would expect, oh, they're going to do financial literacy. You know, every bank does financial literacy. But I know it took years before you even went down that path. And then when Sesame worked with you to create a financial literacy program for three and four year olds, which you know, for me, for you, for later, and then I loved it when you introduced it in New Jersey so with Cory Booker of New York. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, it was, it was just, but it wasn't like our first programs, financial literacy. It's no, it's, it's like this is the issue. These are the resources, and so kudos to you. I want to give you that one, and then the other thing is that the the development of the resources on your website has gotten to be extraordinary. um, and that's for parents and caregivers and teachers. Can you talk a a bit about early childhood education teachers because they are the unsung heroes of truly the development of children and and our economy long term, but they're they're not well paid. And they're they're not well resourced. So, can you talk about how you developed support for them? Sure, I
1: I can't. I think the resources that we've put together for teachers. Um, I think. You one of the absolute most important things. And when you have the opportunity to go into the classroom and uh, be with the teachers and be with the children and you see, as you said, they are absolute heroes, what they do every day. Um, and so often without uh, the rich educational resources that they need or spending their own money on the resources that they know um, their classrooms need it's really, you know, it doesn't take long for you to realize anything that we can do to support these teachers that are doing amazing things for our, our children is, is, is money very well spent. So just, you know, talking a little bit about our website, um, I think one of the most powerful things, and I was so excited, I just learned yesterday um, that. Our uh, visits to what we call the Lesson Center have been up 10% this year, which is terrific. Um, But the Lesson Center was really born out of, we had been funding a lot of grants in arts and science, um, really helping teachers understand, not giving them new curriculum, but how they could help bring that curriculum to life because we surveyed teachers And they said what they were very comfortable with literacy, less comfortable with math, science, and the arts. So we've spent a lot of time giving them resources to feel more comfortable teaching those subject areas because we know they're so critical to a child's development. So when you look at our lesson center, what you'll see is that as our grants in those areas um uh, would mature and they would be all these resources that our science centers, wonderful cultural organizations across our footprint had created um, as part of professional development and direct services for the children. We didn't want those to just sit on a shelf. So we worked with one of our advisory council members, uh, Dr. Barbara Wasick from Temple, to think about how we could really make those grants Sustainable and reach a much broader audience. And so, what you'll find are dozens and dozens of lesson plans that teachers can use in English and Spanish with. Uh, Take home materials for parents so that we can make the homeschool connection with uh, a very basic under. So teachers can look at it immediately and say, "Okay, these are the different skill sets these lessons are going to have." So it makes perfect sense to use this as an activity when we talk about community helpers. One of the things I think we're most proud of um, has been our relationship with donors choose because you get. That direct sense of teachers, if you're not familiar with the nonprofit, go out and look at it. You will be absolutely addicted by their website. But it's an organization that allows all public school, um, and thanks to our support, uh, now Head Start teachers go out, post projects for things uh, that they would like to do in their classrooms and the resources. And then citizen donors can go on to the website and uh give money directly to those teachers, the teachers get the resources, they don't get the the dollars, don't go directly to the teachers, but the resources that they've asked for go directly to the teachers. Um, and that's just spectacular when you can see the your money in action almost instantaneously. And what we've done with Donors Choose, um, we've been dying, Carol, as you know, uh, to work with them. <laughs> right. And, you know, we had talked to them a couple of times. Uh, and, you know, they worked with all public schools in the country. But for us, mm-hmm. Head Start has always been such an important partner. And they didn't have um, their their platform was not open to Head Start teachers at the time. So, to their credit, they did a ton of research, understood how they could make their platform open, and now all teach Head Start teachers across the country can post projects on donors choose. And that's been amazing because we also did some studies with the National Head Start Association at the time that was finding that Head Start teachers um, who again um, it's not a high salary. We're spending up to $800 a year of their own money on resources. So, what a wonderful thing for them to be able to go out and post projects and have those resources funded so they're not spending their hard earned money to help their students.
0: Absolutely. There are so many lessons around the donors choose relationship. We saw it as an opportunity for PNC, but when you finally um, considered it, um, and I think that Charles Best is like one of the most incredibly charismatic, thoughtful. He was a teacher before, you know, and that was his impetus to start Donors Choose. So again, getting you together with Charles, learning their reticence, learning your maybe not as much reticence, but you stuck in there, you hung in there to work with him to add this new channel. You put a large amount of money to make sure it would work. So it was at the first time you supported them, it was 5 million, I understand, over two years, correct?
1: Right, it was the largest grant we'd ever made.
0: Yep. And you've re-upped it again. We did. Yeah, and so kudos to you for that, And it, but it also worked as a melody within your current overall grow up, great. But you also used an element of it to engage your employees. And so I know it's a sometimes it's hard to explain the donors choose card, but can you explain how you use that, how your employees got so excited? And then I'm also going to ask you to explain another thing, which is that great month that you celebrate within your culture, greatness related to ECE. So can you try and tie those together?
1: Sure. Uh, it's actually pretty easy to tie it together. So I'll start with the. A- great day, great month first. Um, We really, every year, want to celebrate and highlight this program for our employees. So we've built... um, April is always great month. It is celebrating the anniversary of the launch of the program. And so we do a ton of work With all of our corporate partners, corporate marketing, corporate communications. Um, We do special grant announcements. We recognize volunteers just to elevate the profile of Grow Up Great within PNC for that month. And we have a ton of fun with it. And I think that's why it's been so successful. But one of the things that we, you know, that is at the core of Great Month is wanting to recognize our volunteers. And, um, Thank them for what they're doing for children in our communities. So, you know, over the years, we've done things like send them little Grow up Great pins or a different kind of Grow up Great t shirt. And inevitably, um, we will get a handful of people and um, a handful of comments, sometimes, some years more than others, that say, you know, this, I appreciate this, this is very nice, but please don't spend money. Sending me something. I do this because I know it's important. It means a lot to me. And um, I would so prefer that we did something for the children instead of something for our volunteers. So we had been thinking about that, but couldn't really come up with what the answer would be. And Donors Choose uh, had the perfect solution for us. So, about 17 or 18,000 employees that volunteered that year would get a $50 gift code for donorschoose.org. They could go out, pick a project that inspires them, maybe something in their community, maybe something where they grew up. Um, a pre K, we would direct them to the pre K section of the website. And it's great, it allows our employees to be micro philanthropists and direct. Dollars from the PNC Foundation to something that's meaningful to them. We've had um, donors choose tells us that any type of uh, employee um, gift that's been made, any redemption rate of over twenty percent donors choose views that as a home run. So we've been thrilled as we gave them to volunteers the redemption rate were 40 43% talking about 2019 which is as you said our 15th anniversary and we announced putting another 150 million dollars into the program to make it a 500 million dollar program. We kind of wanted to do something even bigger for all of our employees. So all of our employees this year during April got a $25 uh, donors choose gift code that they could use. So 53,000 employees. And what we expected was that our redemption rate would go down, which in fact actually wasn't the case that I still am blown away by. Our, our redemption rate was actually higher when we sent to all of employees, which probably speaks to the amazing work our corporate communications team did in terms of. Um, really letting employees know about the importance of the 15th anniversary.
0: Oh, it's amazingly powerful. Um, Let's, we could talk about this for another hour, but we don't have it. But let's talk about measurement because it is hard to measure the, you know, the influence of what's happening to a three and four year old in pre-K, you know, when they're 18, 19, 20, whatever. So how do you approach measurement? Um, And how do you report, Your progress um, in terms of your investment in early childhood education?
1: Yeah, there's no question that um, evaluation and measurement has been one of the most challenging pieces of the puzzle with this program because, as you said, um, you're really looking at educational outcomes, and that's really challenging to do for a whole host of reasons. Um, So, you know one of the easy things we do, um, again, back to the initial vision for the program was that we were going to, you know, think about how to uh, run the program like a business, measure what we're doing, be able to put together the outcomes that so that we could talk about what PNC as a whole has accomplished in this space. So um, a lot of, outcome data so that we've had $165 million in grants. We have 940,000 employee volunteer hours. Um, We're getting close to having $8 million earned through our Grants for Great Hours program that we then donate back to our early education partners. We've collected over 1.2 million items through our collection drives. Um, So really, again, rolling up what our employees are doing and what PNC is doing across our markets to support early education and talking about those numbers holistically. It really is mind-boggling when you focus this way, the impact that you can have, and most importantly, through all of this, we've reached 5.5 million children. So that's really exciting. But we also do um, very deep dives on our larger grant initiatives. We work with an independent evaluator um, before we even develop the program um, from the very beginning. If we're thinking about doing a science program, we work with the evaluator from the beginning to help us think about how to structure the program, how we can structure outcomes. And it's very difficult to longitudinally measure educational outcomes. That's actually one of the things our advisory council told us from the very beginning is that we could spend the whole initial $100 million on a longitudinal study and maybe we'd be able to help a thousand kids. But was that really the impact we were looking for? So what we've chosen to do instead is invest in evidence-based practices and measure things like the professional development for teachers. So looking at lesson plans at the beginning of a program and at the end of the program, are the lesson plans more sophisticated? Are they getting to the key areas that you need to for science? Looking at classroom resources and how those have changed over time. Surveying families, understanding our um, the family engagement tools that are built into the grants, working our families, using them. Are they fun for families? Do they understand why um, these things are important to their child's development. So we've had great outcomes when we're able to look at those things. And we've only, in one case, we've done a longitudinal study, and that's uh, working with Dr. Dana Suskin out of the University of Chicago at the TMW Center. Um, We did a grant with Dana in 2014 as part of our 10th anniversary to talk about that we were very focused on vocabulary development for children because that's such a key piece of kindergarten readiness and, um, Dana had developed. We could talk an hour about Dana and how amazing her work is. But Dana had developed a whole home visiting program um, around vocabulary development and helping parents understand that babies aren't born smart, they're made smart and how they can help build their baby's brains. And so that data from the longitudinal study that's launched in 2014 is just starting to come back. And the uh, the outcomes are, are really terrific and have helped us um, think about our next phase of our work with Dana which is really looking at that home visiting program and what made it successful and thinking about how you scale it so it can be made available to more families.
0: I hope our listeners are, are hearing this theme that it, it's quality early childhood education. You stick with your partners the long term. You use the advisory board. To inform, but you're also looking with curiosity about where in the issue can you have a significant impact, you know, versus just working with one. It's very sophisticated in terms of of companies' engagement with social issues. When you acquired National City, which doubled in your employee population and your branches in, in size, people were concerned about are you going to close branches? But but I heard, and tell me if this is correct, that he, that the second question was he asked you was when are you bringing grow up great to our to our region is that true it's true
1: in in many many instances um, as you mentioned uh, with national city that more that doubled the size of PNC the day uh, that was announced we started getting emails from you know, all of the markets where National City was, where PNC wasn't, saying, hey, this is so awesome, we're so excited um, to hear that Grow Up Great uh, might be something coming to our community. Are you planning to bring Grow Up Great to our community? Um, You know, we'd we'd love to have those additional resources. So um, I think, you know, one of the things that surprised me over the years, especially given when we talked about where we started with grow up great, we always hoped that it would have an amazing impact in our communities, but I don't think we thought as much or dreamt of what an amazing impact it would have on our brand. And I think we see that, uh, saw that through the national city integration and then the RBC integration, which took us South is that, you know, it, um, allow Grow Up Great allowed us to introduce PNC to the communities and really show the communities that um, what type of corporate citizen PNC is. And it's so, so authentic. At that point, we'd been doing it for six or seven years, had great outcomes to talk about. And um, I also think the power of the volunteerism program to help us merge cultures and use uh, volunteerism events as team building events has been incredibly important as well.
0: And, 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 you know, maybe I'll twist your arm and have you back because there's so much rich insights into each one of those threads um, that, that you were talking about on um, a little bit more about business impacts. And again, the story I heard was that one of your regional presidents, I think this is when you're expanding into the South. Um, Utilize Grow Up Great as, to your point, a door opener. You know, it was about the character of PNC, and it wasn't about, you know, give me your business. It's about what we're bringing to your community. Did I get that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the things that we haven't talked about that is really important, important to PNC and important to Grow Up Great is that at our heart, PNC is a main street bank and so while we have this corporate focus on early childhood education it looks dif- girl great looks a little bit different in every one of our markets because our regional presidents who are our local executives the face of PNC um, and their client and community relations staff are charged with implementing Grow Up Great in the market. So, they certainly have all four components of the program. It is early childhood education focused. How can we best reach low and moderate income children and families? But they choose the partners that they know can have the biggest impact in their communities. So, in, to your point, as we're building the brand and new markets, um, the regional president being you know, understanding this is, issue, being out there in the community, talking about the issue, having grow great as a national program but local, locally implemented, getting to know who are the players in the space, um, has been very important to them and helps integrate them into the the community. Um, In the truest possible way, because their goal is how can Grow Up Great and how can our philanthropic dollars be most impactful in the communities we serve? When
0: you architect a social issue that is meaningful, aligned with the business, and that you have multiple partners for authenticity and content, you know, we talk about a really large tent a large umbrella under which you can have national grants and regional grants and localization, or as we call it, flexibility in the framework. And you have executed brilliantly um, in terms of bringing that philosophy to, to life. What are the top three or four insights that you can share with, you know, senior level professionals, organizations who, you know, they had they have invested in social issues? but it's been disparate. And so what can you share with them about, okay, they want to take it to the next level. It's expected today. You know, where do they start or how do they evolve?
1: So I would say uh, first is really think about the tremendous impact you can have if you focus your resources um, you know, it doesn't mean it has to look the same in every one of your geographies. And to your great point, Carol, that you've always helped us remind us over the last 15 years, um, the importance of a flexible framework and overarching goal, but local implementation, local flexibility that. The importance of that cannot be understated. I think the other thing is to think about, look across your company and think about all of the resources that you have. How can you get your uh, marketing team involved? How can you get your corporate communications team involved, your HR, your government affairs? um, Think about how you can form a uh, cross-matrix, cross-functional team that can help you think about how you can best leverage all of your company's resources against the social issue. And what you'll find is employees will just be clamoring to be a part of it because it gives them, um, you know, it's a a different type of assignment and it's just exciting for them and you'll get terrific ideas. If you look perhaps out of your core team, um, you'll get amazing ideas. And I think um, the other thing that builds on that is the power of collaboration. So um, your nonprofit partners, your government partners, your internal partners, your external experts, bringing those teams together is really exciting. And then, um, you know, if you're lucky enough, I feel very lucky That we've had the opportunity that PNC has given us our our opportunity. Our former CEO, our current CEO Bill Demchak, to continue working on this issue. Um, You have to continue to innovate and keep the program new and fresh. It doesn't mean you have to change course, but you always have to be thinking about what's next. Um, If you're not, um, you know, it's going to get stale and people are going to lose interest. So. Uh, Again, a very uh, Carol Cohn lesson is what's next and how do you how do you keep innovating? But that is we've certainly understood that to be a key tenant to a successful program.
0: Uh, Very, very well stated. I'd also just like to give kudos back to you, which is that um, the authenticity and the character of the organization came through in all of the evolution of this work. Um, from um, both Jim Rohr and Bill Demcheck as CEOs being hands on at times um, in the issue and and I and I have to have to tell our listeners that um, as we knew that Jim Rohr was going to retire and that Bill Demchek was going to take over as CEO, I remember that advisory board meeting where bill he he let it And can you share what he said? Because everybody was on their edge of their chairs going, oh my God, what's going to happen with Grow Up Great? Uh,
1: Yeah, so he walked in and he said, I know I am here and let me just tell you, There is no question that Grow Up Great will continue under my leadership. (laughs) It is too important to our community. It is too important to PNC for us to walk away. And I appreciate everything the Advisory Council has done for PNC over the years. And I look forward to working with you in the future. And he has been 100% true to his word. unbelievable supporter of, of Grow Up Great and our philanthropic work overall, as well as our broader corporate social responsibility
0: work. Yeah, um, I think that when I do invite you back, and I hope you say yes, love to talk about, you know, how do you work with your with your leadership? And how do you maintain um, their interest? And how do you um, reformulate it a bit, you know, to make it Bill has his own vision different from Jim? And so, you know, how, how do you do that? So I would love to do it and, and we'll try it in the future. Sally McCrady. I know I when they I knew when Eva was uh, going to retire and when they made the very wise decision to make you president of the foundation, I went, yes, you know, it, it was it was very PNC. But, you know, sometimes they want to bring in someone that's a lot older. Right. Um, perhaps, but they stayed within their family. And they you had earned that. Um, So we're very, very excited. Um, I would like to just thank you for this wonderful conversation. Um, It has been 15 great years. and And I believe this is one of those this is a built to last and no matter um you know where i go you go anybody else goes it's just such an amazing part of pnc and the impact that they have had on families and children and markets and employees and partners it's just been so um powerful but true you know really 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 honest so with that um i'm going to bring it to a close um sally could people i hate to bother you but If they have a major question, might they be able to email you? Sure. Okay. Um, So we'll put that in the show notes. And um, I would like to thank Sally. Um, I would like to, again, ask all of our listeners, what is your purpose?
1: I would just like to thank you for having me, Carol. It has been great fun to walk through 15 years down memory lane with you. So thank you for
0: everything. I'm Carol Cohn, and this is Purpose 360. I hope you had a great holiday because this is going to be our first show of 2020. Be true. Be authentic. Uh, There's a lot to learn from Grow Up Great. Find those issues. Stick with them for the long term, and uh, you'll get a win-win. And at this point in time, we need a lot of those win-wins in terms of social issues. So thanks so much, Sally. Thanks, Carol.